0: My name is August McLaughlin, and I've been contemplating girl boners for years.
1: It's time for Girl Boner Radio with August McLaughlin. She's the big sister slash girlfriend you've always wanted, and
0: she loves to talk sex. Have you ever wanted to tour or play in a sex dungeon? If so, you're in luck because in this Girl Boner Quickie, I'm going to take you on an audio tour of Subarosa the only female-run fetish space in Portland, Oregon. I had the pleasure of stopping by with co-founder Mona Darling, who is known for her professional dominatrix work, when I visited Portland last month to do an event at Powell's, which is basically the world's coolest bookstore. Mona joined me in conversation at the event, too, where I read from my Girl boner book and met a bunch of wonderful listeners. Thank you so much for attending if you were one of them. I'd heard that Portland is super sex positive and inclusive, and I was so pleased to learn that they really have earned and maintained that reputation. And also, they really do have delicious donuts. Portland is known as Rose City because in 1889, the Portland Rosa Society was founded and promoted the planting of 20 miles of Portland's streets with roses this led to an annual festival of roses, so considering that, Subrosa is the perfect name for the spicy place you're going to hear about. Subrosa literally means under the rose in Latin, and it's used to describe all things secretive. This place face is considered the deliciously kinky underbelly of Rose City, aka Portland, where you can pursue your secret fantasies and cultivate sexual self-discovery because going into these kinds of places can be a little intimidating if you're new to it. Mona and her team want to create this space for sexy adventures and erotic education that also feels really private and decadent. It's so private, in fact, that photos and video can't be shared publicly. I'm so grateful that Mona agreed to share some ear pleasure for us all. So tell me what this, it's like a a jail contraption sort of it looks like it would hold one person what is this that
1: we're looking at this is a standing cage um I've had a lot of standing cages in dungeons that I've worked in this is my favorite though because not only does it have overhead restraint but it's got um, four doors on the front uh this one on the top opens so that you can have full access to their face and their head um, and then the next one is in the middle, so it opens, so you can have access to their genitals, and then there's another one on the bottom, which makes it obviously easier to get in and out, but also gives you access to their feet if you want to, like, restrain their, their feet, um, to either side of the bottom of the cage. So, could you give us an example of a use for this, something you would teach people? Um, this is something that I don't use a lot. A lot of it is about putting somebody on display and making them feel objectified, um, and uh a lot of uh people like especially men a lot of the people that i see and would put in here would be men not all men (laughs) um but men don't get to be objectified because of our lovely society uh and so this might be a situation in which a man can be in there and be objectified and like let go um and what about this? It's like a
0: a bed. It sort of has a cage below it, a barred cage that's kind of like a low jail. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lovely hole in the middle, which <laughs> looks like it might be perfect for genitals. How would we might. use this?
1: <laughs> um, so there's a cage underneath with restraints. So I have done things where I've had somebody inside the cage and their head has come up out of what you refer to as the genital hole, Uh, and you can restrain somebody so that their head is stuck up out of there. I've also had people kneeling on top of the exam table and had to put their head in so that their ass is stuck up in the air. which is a way to make somebody feel very exposed and vulnerable. Uh, a lot of times, though, I use it as an exam table. Um, there's a lot of restraint points on it, so I can have somebody lay face down or face up and completely and utterly immobilize them. So,
0: so interesting. So what was your primary goal in
1: creating Subrosa, this space? It was... Oh, there's, there's actually there's layers of goals one is to provide a beautiful place for people to explore kink whether it's professionals who come and see um, their submissives here or just a couple that wants to get away from you know family and friends and do something naughty in a fancy decadent space Um, but we also wanted to create a space that um, would make it easy for people to learn Uh, we wanted to make it an approachable space uh, for people to learn about kink and consent and BDSM and just play for adults. That's so awesome.
0: I love what you're offering and it is a gorgeous space. It feels very decadent, very private. As we're looking around, I start feeling like my body feels ticklish because i see that i could be strapped to the wall over there and it makes my armpits feel vulnerable could you tell me what you would do with this the wall restraints with the padding
1: um so that is our version of a cross you see crosses in a lot of dungeons they look like a big x and they have some restraint points ours is large leather padded uh, with even more restraint points it makes it easier to restrain somebody no matter how tall or short uh, what their body size is Um, it makes it easy to make sure all those wiggle spots are held down tight and yes there could be tickling
0: (laughs) (laughs) i just felt it again so if somebody wanted to get involved what are the common questions you hear when people approach and they say I've heard about this place and you could tell they have butterflies. What do they ask you? What do people want to know?
1: Um, People want to know how to get in and what they have, you know, how private it is. They want to know that they're in a situation where they're not going to have somebody snapping pictures that are going to end up on Facebook or Fat Life or something. we teach a variety of classes as well as community events. Community events are affordable ways for people to come in and see what it looks like uh, as you know. And we have everything from um, political uh, speakers in here that are teaching people how to get around like FOSTA, and SESTA, and like how to neg- navigate the world around that. Um, and then we have other community events that are, we have a FEM clothing exchange that's coming up for uh, people who identify FEM at least part time. And um, we have had, we had a Christmas party, we had a, you know, X, 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 Xmas party where everybody exchanged. Um it might have been three x's, but uh, everybody exchanged pervertibles, so there was a like you you had to spend less than ten dollars and make or create some kind of sex toy um but in addition to that, we have a lot of classes uh they're a little more expensive, but um they're very private. You don't get the address until right before the day before the event uh and you get instructions like you know discreet coming and going there's no pictures um and don't talk about the things that you see or hear in here you can talk about the space you can't talk about somebody else's uh sexual adventure so and this is
0: my first time as you know in portland i'm loving it i feel like you could work a sabrosa class or experience into a whole weekend Mm -hmm. you know days with your friends or with a partner. Tell us a little bit about kind of the culture in Portland and what people could expect if they did want to make it more than just coming to Sabrosa,
1: which alone would be amazing. (laughs) We really want to become a destination in Portland because Portland has so much amazing food. Um, You know, there's just the food is creative and and wonderful and there's cocktails and there's strip clubs and there's amazing hiking not far outside of Portland with waterfalls and there's just so much to do but we want to be able to add a little kink fun stuff in the middle so if like a couple wants to come and have a decadent party um, in you know just the two of them in sub Rosa, and they can have their own little thing for an hour or two, and then they can go out and go hiking and skiing and have some food and some beer, maybe visit a strip club or three. And um, when they go home, they don't have to talk about like this part. They'll have plenty of other things that they can talk about. So it's sort of adding that little edge, that little kinky, sexy edge to, uh, to their trip to Portland.
0: Thank you so much again, Mona, and to you all for listening. To learn more or look into your own sexy Portland adventure, whether for a workshop, an erotic photo shoot, a retreat, or BDSM coaching, visit subrosapdx.com. And stay tuned for another Girl Boner Quickie soon.